Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Locked on Flames. I'm your host, Jess Belmosto, and today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Today, we are going to jump into discussing this very interesting start that the Flames have brought upon us. Let's get into it. You're Locked On Flames, your daily podcast on the Calgary Flames. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Oh my goodness, everyone. I hope you're having a fantastic Tuesday. Like I said, my name's Jess and I am here for you every day. Uh, Wow, this Flames team coming out of the gate colder than a Calgary winter. What can I say? But, you know, sometimes it's the best teams that get off to a slow start or it's the worst teams that get off to a hot start. I mean, look at Buffalo. Every fall, every October, we say, this team's a wagon. This team's this, this team's great. Uh, usually when they have their now former captain, Jack Eichel, on the ice. But uh, they're usually done by November. And then, of course, you have the St. Louis Blues, who were in last place in January and then turned it around and won the cup in June. Speaking of winners, Blake Coleman, welcome to the Flames, baby. You are here. You don't have to worry about the big name acquisition, uh, getting off to a cold start narrative that might transpire here in the media because you scored first for the Flames last night in an overtime loss (laughs) to the Anaheim Ducks. But, uh, you know, I think that it's okay. And I I think it's still a little too early to panic. I do. And (laughs) it's just not... uh, big enough sample size yet. You know, we've only played two games. There's no real reason to to sweat. But Matthew Kachuk has some serious coordination skills. I don't know how he did what he did, but he was trying to stop, to stop the puck, um, you know, and just deflected it. And it went over the glass, which resulted in a uh, delay of game penalty. So Anaheim was on the power play and naturally... Our penalty kill was uh, abysmal, but, uh, you know, I just, uh, I feel like we're screaming the same things over and over again when it comes to penalties, because nine times out of ten, they are avoidable, and it's just very frustrating to try to sit here and say things like, you know, this team, this team's good, but they just need to stay out of the penalty box, because, um, you know... I can only say it so much before I start questioning my insanity. Thank you. And uh, I just, I I thought that the Flames were going to be okay. I really did. You know, number one, it's Anaheim. And I know we don't underestimate our opponents here on Lockdown Flames, but it's early in the season. And I just, I I thought that they would have it in them. I, I did. And especially when Lindholm, uh, scored, but the false hope gets to the best gets gets the best of us. I cannot talk today, but uh, losing in overtime at least to get the loser point. Uh, okay, could could be worse, I guess. But uh, 
it's on brand for the Flames to start off slow, I feel like. Uh, you know, to lose to Edmonton the way that they did, 5-1, to one, is just um, <sighs> embarrassing isn't strong enough of a word to describe that. But it's just truly on brand for the Flames. Uh, you know, the bright side here is that Johnny had two assists. So he's creeping his way up to 500 career points. Right now he has 497 or 96. Uh, really good stuff. Just, you know, we just got to keep trucking. You just, there's no other choice. It's a long season. <laughs> and yes, every point matters, but you can only do so much uh, when you're still trying to create chemistry and, you know, the defensemen on the ice aren't exactly... Um, being set up to succeed. So we shall see, my friends. But coming up next, we are going to talk about the defenseman. We're going we're gonna to address the elephant in the room and the lines at practice today. Um, we, just, we just have to, okay? I don't want to do this as much as you don't want to do this. So We'll do that, but first, let me talk to you about BetOnline AG. BetOnline AG has a new website, a whole new interface, a whole new layout for you, and it'll make it so much easier to place your sports bets. And you can bet on football, hockey, basketball, playoff baseball, college football, whatever your heart desires. So head on over to BetOnline AG today and use promo code locked on for a 50% welcome bonus when you make your first deposit. So I think that that's pretty fair. I think that, you know, new account, first deposit, promo code, giving you free money. So head on over to Bet Online AG today and sign up today for your free account. Make that first deposit and use promo code locked on for a 50% welcome bonus. And I don't know about you, but I am horrendous at keeping track of my logins, what channel I need to watch this on, what device I need to be on, and uh, I watch this on that and that on this. DirecTV is here to save our lives. You know why? Because they are offering a new no-contract program called DirecTV Stream, and it bundles everything you need all in one place, easy to find. All you need is a compatible device. So head on over to directtv.com today to learn more about that. And, uh, you know, why not make your life easier and consolidate everything with DirectTV Stream? Locked on Flames continues. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Jess Belmosto. <laughs> so Audie James, uh, guest of the show, has... He tweeted out today, through two games, the Flames have outshot opponents 90 to 60 while being outscored 8 to 4 in the same span. They are they are also third in league for expected goals for percentage and 26th in expected goals against. This team is generating high danger chances and quality chances, but they're not converting. Missing the finishing touch. I guess he just doesn't finish. Um, yes. So, again, our big issue here is following through on plays. I think that it is 
something that um, a lot of teams do struggle with, especially in the beginning of a season. Um, I know that, you know, you're still trying to get into that, um, that rhythm of playing hockey again. And, you know, some people just aren't confident. And I think that we've seen it with Johnny a few times. Um, he comes to mind, especially with uh, my first season covering the team, when it comes to somebody who is just not following through with their shots. I don't, I don't think that it's his, like, this is on him currently, but I just think that there are plenty, like, the stats don't lie, you know? But I think that there just needs to be some like some sort of <laughs> follow through uh with the players and hopefully that's something that they're working on in practice because it would be quite unfortunate if they are not doing that uh considering that is what's hurting them but it's really nice to see them shooting the puck and i know <laughs> that is quite literally the bare minimum but uh the shots are what matter here, especially when you want to win a game. So I just, I don't know. I, I don't know how else to make it clear that they need to just continue to follow through with shooting the puck and like, you know, shoot it. <laughs> uh, but we need to talk about the elephant in the room, okay? We, we got to do it, you know. Nikita Zadorov. I, I still don't entirely know what he was brought in for. Uh, don't really see the appeal other than the fact that he's a big boy. He's big. He fits into the setter system that way. But uh, I was looking at the, the charts that all these smart hockey people make. And you know who's on the bad side? I'll give you a second. Because, yeah, it's Nikita Zadorov, okay? Like, let's be honest here. Uh, you can't pair your one of your top defenders, if not your best defender, with your worst player and expect them to be good. Chris Tanev deserves so much better than what Sutter is giving him to work with. I think that it is embarrassing, to say the least. Uh I just, they're just not a good pair. And, you know, when you pair a good defender with a bad defender, it isn't going to elevate the bad defender to the good defender's level. It's going to bring them both down or bring the good one down to <laughs> the bad one's level because you can't, you can't make someone better but you can certainly make someone worse in a situation like that. And it's just really uncomfortable to watch <laughs> knowing, uh, you know, that Hannafin and Tanev were such a dynamic duo last season. And to have them separated is just not really what I expected. Uh, it's not how I predicted the season to start so we're gonna have to keep an eye on that and see what of what Daryl Sutter's doing because every time I try to make sense of what he's doing 
um, this started last year. I, I don't know what, I don't know what you like. <laughs> I can't, you can't guess what this man's doing. You don't make sense of it. So today, the practice, so the practice lines were tweeted, right? It was Gaudreau, Lindholm, and Kachuk, right? Okay, like, that's good. I'm glad that he's keeping them together. And then you got Lucic, Monaghan, and Lewis. What are, what are we doing there? And then you have Manji, Pawnee, Dubé, and Brett Ritchie. Coleman, Backlund, and Pitlick. And then Hannafin with Stone, Shillington, and Tana, Valimaki, and Goodbranson. Uh, Rasmus Anderson and Zadorov did not practice today. And uh, if you are like me, you are probably um, panicking because you see that second line. And you're like, expletive, 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 what is this? Um, all these thoughts just kind of came into my head. And I was like, oh my god, we're, it, it, we're still in like the first week of the season. What is he doing? Um, but I guess that the second line and the fourth line are going to technically be flipped. Um, allegedly. Don't know, and I also don't know how you can bury Blake Coleman like that. Um, after he scored your first goal of the night last night in his first game as a Calgary Flame since he was suspended for the season opener. Again, what do I know? And we're going to talk about Oliver Shillington's um future here in Calgary because I feel like we need to get him out of here earlier than we did with Sam Bennett, although I feel like it's at the same point because he needs to go thrive somewhere else if the Flames aren't going to utilize him. And it would just be a shame to see that talent go to waste. So coming up next, we are going to talk more about kind of stuff that's going on around the league and catch up on news over the weekend because, well, why not? <laughs> but first, let me talk to you about Rock Auto. Rock Auto is a great place for um, anyone who likes to find car parts. And if you're like me, uh, I hate going to the mechanics. I hate leaving my house. I quite literally hate doing anything that involves me to socialize. And um, Rock Auto makes it very easy for you to do that all from your home. And of course, all you have to do is head on over to rockauto.com today and use their uh, how did you hear about us section to let them know that Locked On sent you. <laughs> all right, everyone. So um, if you can tell, I'm getting stuffier as the episode goes on. I have my Starbucks tea here. If you're listening or watching on YouTube, hello. Um, I'm drinking the medicine ball from Starbucks. This is delicious. But I feel myself getting very stuffy. And I apologize. So, yesterday, um, or the night before, um, 
I <laughs> Evander Kane um, is suspended. He it's announced that he submitted a false COVID vaccine card. Um, <laughs> I don't I don't know about you guys, but if there's one thing, like it's one thing. I'm not encouraging anyone to forge your parent's signature on a test. But if you're an adult like me, you probably did it on a test or two. Um, hi, mom. If you listen, I'm sorry. I forged your signature in sixth grade on a math test because um, if I didn't, I was going to have to call you in front of the entire class. And that's just embarrassing. So, um, Evander Kane uh, forged medical documents and submitted a false um, vaccine card, and he was suspended for 21 games, so that's what, a quarter of the season? And I just, um, I, I don't really have any thoughts. I don't, because none of them are nice. I, I'm not gonna tell you that you need to get vaccinated. I'm not gonna tell you you need to, I mean, I would prefer it if you did, of course, in the interest of public health, but it's just very um, embarrassing that this is where the league steps in. And considering they haven't even released a statement in regards to the Chicago Blackhawks abuse stuff. Like, they haven't, you know. And But this is where they decide to be like, oh. You submitted fake documents. This is bad. I mean, yes, it is bad. But, like, their priorities seem to be very mixed up. And all I have to say is, don't be like Evander Kane. Okay? It's that easy. Just don't be like him. And, of course, um, the Canucks announced that Travis Hamanick will be stepping away from the team and on a leave of absence. And there are a lot of people still harping on this vaccination status thing. And while I understand why you might think that there, again, there have been reports saying that this isn't about vaccines. And I, I just have to, I have to take a second. If you were cheering for, Carrie Price or Robin Leonard, um, when they talk about, you know, stepping away from the game to take care of their mental health, or when Robin Leonard is very positive and like, I don't want to say very positive, but when he's discussing his story and when he's sharing his struggles, you can't tell me um, that you care about mental health or a player's well-being while bashing like Travis Hamanick because... The reason he's stepping away is undisclosed. It's not like you know. You can speculate. You're speculating based off of, um, you know, rumors, but probably false information, and it's it's dangerous. It's not okay. And I'm not just saying this about Travis Hamnick. I'm like I'm speaking on a lot of things that go on on the internet. You just can't. You can't just, like, sit here and speculate about, you know, this person being unvaccinated and 
all this stuff and saying because he's religious, like he's not getting the vaccine. How many times am I going to have to say it? This this guy isn't even a flame anymore. And I talk about him more now than I did when he was on the team, for God's sakes. But <laughs> he stopped. He backed out of the bubble because his child has a life-threatening heart condition. Like a life-threatening heart condition. And you're going to sit here and tell me this man, like, wouldn't get vaccinated in a heartbeat for her? And like I said, I'm pretty sure his wife is sick as well. I'm just, I don't understand. Um, and then we're going to talk about Jimmy Hayes for a minute. So um, this is just a trigger warning for drug abuse, substance abuse. Um, thanks for listening. If you have to click off, I completely understand. Um, Jimmy Hayes died unexpectedly in September and no one obviously no one knew why and you know people were speculating and I don't I don't think it's fair to speculate just like I don't think it's fair to speculate with Travis Hamannick um you know my thought was oh he probably had like a heart attack in his sleep or something or a brain bleed I don't know because like you I don't know these things but the toxicology reports came back and um he had fentanyl in his system. And for those of you who don't know, fentanyl is um, pretty much, they use it in hospitals to put people into medically induced comas, but they also put it in cocaine, heroin, and they lace drugs with it. Uh, because it, I guess it like makes the high better, or it's just another form of substance abuse. But Jimmy developed an addiction after an injury. And how many times have we heard this now? And I'm sorry if this is ranty, if this is not something you want to listen to, but please hear me out, okay? I know far too many people who had a simple injury from high school soccer and went to the doctor because they hurt their ankle, hurt their knee, and they were prescribed Oxycontin. And then they got addicted. And I'm talking like 16, 17-year-old girls. And the the scripts eventually run out. Doctor's not going to write anymore. And you know what's a lot cheaper on the street? is heroin. And obviously, Jimmy wasn't doing heroin. He, was, he developed a cocaine addiction. And he is not less of a human being because he suffered from an addiction. Addicts are people, okay? Like, we need to stop dehumanizing people and thinking less of them because they have a substance abuse problem. Do you talk horribly about your friends who drink? And black out and get drunk? No, I, I don't think I don't think people do. And my rule of thumb is if you wouldn't say it to Jimmy's wife or his two babies or Kevin Hayes or any of his family in Dorchester, don't tweet it. And Kristen put out a statement saying Thank you for everyone who's been supportive. This was a very difficult thing to share. And I will still tell my sons 
to be like Jimmy, to be like Broadway, because he was an amazing person. He did so much. And his addiction does not define him. The same way it doesn't define you, someone you know, the person on the street that you make fun of because they're standing on the corner in dirty clothes. You never know what someone is going through. And I highly recommend people start doing their research because this this hits far too close to home to me because obviously like Dorchester kid, I'm from Massachusetts. I know his cousin and you know, the addition of substance abuse just really makes it um, even closer to home for me. So I just would really like to see people be kinder. Jimmy still lit up every single room. He might have had an addiction, but that does not take away from who he was as a parent, as a husband, as a brother, as a son, as a leader, as a friend, and as a role model. Thank you, everyone, for listening to Locked on Flames, and we will see you tomorrow.